Why is the world suffering with this global pandemic? Is God telling us something? Today we're going to talk about whether God is causing the pandemic. My name is Pastor David Burkadal. My wife, Reverend Sally Welch, is co-producing this podcast. Sally is a United Church of Christ slash Christian Church Disciples of Christ ordained minister focusing on ecumenical and interfaith ministry. I've worked in a variety of blue-collar summer jobs, served in the Marine Corps, played drums in jazz bands, and was a competitive master swimmer. After college in Minnesota and a seminary in Berkeley, I served Lutheran Christian congregations in Compton, California, and in San Dimas, California, for over 40 years. Today, maintaining our yard is my gym, and I'm active as a volunteer in the leadership of the 110 Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregations in our area. How are you holding up in this heat? I once did a wedding on the Saturday after the church was air-conditioned in the old building, and before it started, I was talking with the congregation about the wedding, and I said I was sure they were happy that the wedding was that Saturday instead of the Saturday before, as we had just had air conditioning installed during the week. After the service, an older guy came out, and as he shook my hand, he said, I don't think churches should be air conditioned. Why not? I said. I think people should have to hear about heaven and contemplate the alternative, he said. I think he was at least half serious, and I suppose a lot of people have had reason to be contemplating the alternative this week. We've had fires all around us, and today we had a strong smell of smoke outside our house and ashes on everything, probably from the Bobcat fire near Azusa. We are praying for all those affected by the fires and for those who are fighting them in 100 degree plus heat. It's been a challenging week on the coronavirus scene this well, we seen as well. Cases are up, cases are down. Deaths are up, deaths are down. Kids should be in school, kids shouldn't be in school. Teachers should be in school, teachers shouldn't be in school. We've hit 600,000 cases. People are still dying at a high rate. And others are saying it's just a bad flu. I drove by graffiti last Saturday that said COVID-19 is a lie. I guess you could believe that if you didn't know anyone with a virus or who has died of the virus or who is caring for someone with the virus or if you don't trust any reputable news source, any public health agency or anyone who does research on the virus. What does it mean? What do we make of this pandemic that has destroyed livelihoods, closed businesses, caused people to fear one another, kept people in their homes, all in order to keep things from getting even worse? Why is this world suffering like this? Is God punishing us? Is there something good that we can learn from this? The word pandemic does not appear in the Bible. However, my Bible study software, Logos, tells me that the words plague and pestilence appear 122 times, along with the description of individuals and nations being afflicted with a terrible illness. The stories of the ten plagues visited on ancient Egypt in order to set God's people Israel free from slavery. The plague visited on Israel because of their rebellion against God in the wilderness. The plague visited on Israel for her unfaithfulness to God and their healing when their right relationship with God was restored, and many others show a connection between sickness and sin. Remember, it was the priests who had to attest to a healing, not doctors. Evil enters the world by human rebellion against God, but healing comes by the grace of God. 
In Mark, the second chapter, beginning at the first verse, we read, When he returned to Capernaum after some days, it was reported that he was at home. So many gathered around that there was no longer room for them, not even in front of the door, and he was speaking the word to them. Then some people came bringing to him a paralyzed man carried by four of them. And when they could not bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him, and after having dug through it, they let down the mat on which the paralytic lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the scribes were sitting there questioning in their hearts, Why does this fellow speak in this way? It is blasphemy. Who can forgive sins but God alone? At once Jesus perceived in his spirit that they were discussing these questions among themselves, and he said to them, Why do you raise such questions in your hearts? Which is easier, to say that the, to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Stand up and take your mat and walk? But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, stand up, take your mat, and go to your home. And he stood up and immediately took the mat and went out before all of them, so that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. However, the idea that sickness is a punishment for sin is rejected by the whole book of Job and by Jesus' stories in Luke chapter 13. We read this one, uh, thir chapter 13, beginning at the first verse. At that time, there were some present who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. He asked them, Do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way, they were worse sinners than all other Galileans? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish as they did. Or those eighteen who were killed when the Tower of Siloam fell on them, do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others living in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish just as they did. Luke was probably both a Jewish doctor in the Jewish diaspora and was interested in the nature of divine healing, basing it on the idea that only God can forgive sins. God heals whatever the means that God employs. I've seen all kinds of reasons from people online who claim to have insider information, usually in a Wake Up America kind of post, even though it's a global pandemic, why people who are from all religions think God is punishing us with COVID-19, reasons ranging from removing prayer from the public schools to changing attitudes toward gender and sexuality to abortions of convenience to racial injustice to removing religion from the public square. God is a jealous God, that is, God is not tolerant of idolatry, but God is not petty or vindictive. You certainly can't get that from the Bible. Instead, God is long-suffering and tolerant of human beings, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, the Bible says. I think that the most we can say about whether things like this pandemic are sent by God is that it is a mystery, not in the sense that it's something for us to solve, or even solvable, but in the sense that we ourselves cannot know enough to make the connections. There is a distinction between the cause of a pandemic, the mechanics of it, 
and the origin of the cause, which may or may not be knowable by anybody but God. What we can do is praise God for God's mercy and steadfast love, do as much as we can to ease human suffering, and learn from the suffering and resulting change that we see in ourselves and in the world. What I think we can know is that God is with us in our suffering and calls us to learn from this present pandemic. Here are four things I think we have learned about ourselves. First, we have learned what we truly need. Second, we have learned who we can rely on. Third, we have learned that we can reconfigure the workplace, learn new skills, and that we can adapt. Fourth, we have learned to appreciate things, large and small, that we took for granted in the old normal. Here are four things I think that we have learned about our society and our place in our world. First, we have learned, like it or not, that we are part of a larger society and civilization full of people who are both like us and different from us, and that we have a common interest in working together. Second, we have learned to reflect on the world as it is, and seen that some things need to change. Third, we have learned that the world cannot can seem like a different place when we have a common challenge. Today, we all want the same thing and are all working together for it to end the virus. Fourth, we have learned that the world is both a better place than we had feared and a worse place than we had hoped. We tend to think of the world through the lens of our own experience and the people we have known. This pandemic has taught us that some, maybe most people, are willing to sacrifice for others, risk their own health, work longer hours, and care for something that is called the common good. We have also learned that some people don't care for anybody or anything but their bellies, their indulgences, and themselves, and that they will tear down anyone who comes between their impulses and themselves. Here's one thing that I think we haven't learned. We haven't learned that there are many things over which we have no control. Ultimate control belongs only to God, and God is trustworthy. Finally, whatever the external conditions of the worlds are, what always remains to be seen is whether we will repent, turn away from a life without a living relationship with the living God, and believe in the good news of Jesus Christ. Our ultimate wholeness of body, mind, and spirit is a gift to all who open their hearts to accept it. Will we? As the prophet Joel says in the second chapter, beginning at the twelfth verse, Yet even now, says the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Rend your hearts and not your clothing. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love, and relents from punishing. Today, let's remember to pray for those who provide essential services and for those who seek the common good. And let's remember to pray the Lord's Prayer today, the one that Jesus taught us. If you don't know what that is, contact us at the Revs David and Sally at gmail.com or send us a tweet at, at David Burkadal and we'll send it to you. Send your prayer requests to the same address and we'll include them next time. As always, we encourage you to stay hydrated. 
Open your heart to receive the living water from the source, God's self, the living presence of the one true living God, the God who gave himself on the cross so that all who believe and are baptized might be restored to the living relationship with God for which we were created. Remember your church. Identify one if you don't already have one. Ask a friend about it or a family member. Google it. Contact the pastor. When you have a church, go to or tune in to the worship services they have currently available and support the church financially so that it will be there when we come back to fully physically present worship together. Support your pastor and church leaders. Pray for them and help them in any way that you can. If you or a loved one are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody. Google a local or national hotline. Reach out. You are not alone. Wear a mask when you're outside your home, practice social distancing, wash or sanitize your hands regularly. Stay home unless you are providing essential services or need them. Avoid crowds and be outside if you have to be in a crowd. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with, especially those who are sacrificing their security to provide for yours. Thank you for listening to Living Water Radio. We are here for Christians and for the people of the Los Angeles metropolitan area who are looking for a sense of Christian community, a source of hope, and a way to thrive together during this global pandemic. We hope you'll tune in next time and invite your friends to do the same. Meanwhile, Sally and I encourage you to open your hearts to receive living water, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and stay hydrated. <laughs>